Welcome back to Beat the Good with Kate, the show that inspires each of us to see how we have the power to make a difference all around us. Each episode highlights an individual doing good in the world while following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I get so excited about sharing each and every episode of Be The Good With You, and I hope you enjoy these people and stories. If you're new here, welcome, and if you are returning, thank you so much for your support. I'm so glad you found Be The Good With Kate and would love to hear from you. If you're finding value in these episodes, I invite you to share with someone who could also use this dose of good news, or tag me on social with your favorite quote from the episode. Every share, subscriber, review, and comment helps me to share these guests' wonderful work to more people. Thank you for your help in this. Now, on to this week's episode. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. Welcome back to Be the Good with Kate. I've been so excited about having this guest on, Jared Hardy. He is the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I was lucky enough to be on his show. And after talking with him, I knew we needed to get him on Be the Good with Kate as well. He is such a fantastic person. And just a little bit about him, he and his wife, they've raised three children, and now they sold their belongings and have been living across the country in their Airstream. Right now he is in Wyoming talking to me and I can't wait to hear more about that. His podcast has been in existence for four years now and he has a slew of very inspiring guests. He also has a book called Extraordinary People in Ordinary Places, sharing stories of people who impacted his life while serving in the most ordinary of places. I love all this and can't wait to hear more. So Jared, (laughs) thanks for being here. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Kate. It's a true uh, honor and privilege to get to share some stories with you. Oh, right back at you. And please, I gave a little bit of an intro, but tell everybody a little more about who you are and what you do and just where you are right now, too. I appreciate the intro. I, I think we should start a thing. It's one of my passions is moms should write people's intros. <laughs> right. And because a mom's never afraid to brag about their kids. So, it's it's true. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And you're about to find out. So Absolutely. I love it. So I yeah, a little bit about me, man. I I think I'm a, an extremely average person who's just been blessed in life to to have a lot of good people around me. And if I have two super talents, one I believe in myself very well, and two I appreciate people around me. And ever since I was little, I just appreciate people. And, um, yeah, so I just kind of live my life trying to be a good person and making sure that people around me know that I appreciate whatever role they play in my life. Well, you brought that together so simply, but yet it's so impactful, right? Because how many people do we interact with that just seem to be kind of uh, oblivious is a little harsh, but just that idea of, of what's around them and how other people are feeling in that moment. And so that's hugely important. And that idea of you know empathy and awareness and all of that is, is a huge detail. Yeah, and it's just the right thing to do. And you don't need to have super talents. You don't need to be the richest person, the smartest person. You don't need to be a celebrity. You can literally just choose right now to be like, okay, I'm gonna pay attention to all the good around me and thank people and acknowledge people. And, and that's really all I do, to be honest with you. It's not. Did you have a person in your life that seemed to show you this way? Was this just seemed to be innately in you? Did you have a strong network growing up? Um, yeah, I, I kind of share most, most of my stories start with this one. And that's the story of my mom. So she was 16 when she got pregnant with me, 17 when she had me. 
And I'll never forget as a little guy, I thought I was the most special person in the world. And I distinctly remember having a, uh, I was at, I was at a place. I didn't know where I was, but the fire station was nearby. I remember watching fire trucks and I remember I had five birthday cakes and I was like, man, I got to be the most special dude ever. I got five birthday cakes. And I was probably four or five, three, maybe. And it wasn't until much later in life when I asked my mom, I was like, hey, I have this memory of all these birthday cakes. Where were we? That she told me like, well, you were at GED classes with me because it was me and all the other teenage moms are finishing high school with our kids. And, and so ever since I've been little, I knew whether you call it the universe or spirituality, wherever you go with that, that my mom gave up so much to have me to keep me so that I, I've always felt like I have to live my life to the fullest to make sure that she gets the experience where I experienced because she gave up so many experiences to keep me. Yeah. And yeah. I, what I don't ever want Kate, what I, what I, what drives me every day. Okay. When I get up, I'm like, okay, what can I do to make the world better? It's this thought right here is that at the end of her days, I don't ever want her doubting if it was worth keeping me if it was the right decision so so that's what i would share with your community if you know why you're doing stuff and you have that purpose that's beyond tangible and monetary and things the rest of life is pretty simple it kind of just falls into place right so like every day i wake up i have to do something experience something make something better to share with my mom can I just give you a side story with that? Because it's yeah. just so, so in line with that and your thinking. And yet again, I had this feeling when I was talking with you on your show, just, oh, yes, I get it. That exactly. I've had that thought with your story of your mom. I'm adopted as a baby and my birth mother, we don't know much about her, but we know she was 17 when she had me. And so a different outcome as she gave me to my parents, but the, I always think of it as the best gift I was ever given. And that is so important to remember, just like being here alive is so huge. And, you know, she didn't have to give up for her whole life, but there was that huge section of her high school experience that, you know, I don't know the stories of it, but I can imagine that, and, you know, all the ridicule that comes with it and whatnot, but mm -hmm. she still chose to have me and I feel so blessed, so lucky every single day. So thank you for sharing that story. <laughs> and it rings true to me. So I know that there's someone else listening that will feel the same as well. I love it. Yeah, it's such, um, and, and that's what I really stress to people. Like we've got to get out of going through the motions of life and really put meaning behind the things we do. Right, because so many of us are just cruising on autopilot or, you know, the hustle culture, whatever you want to call, we're always moving towards something where we're not just taking a minute to be present where we are right now and say, Kate, I really appreciate you. And the fact you're willing to spend a half hour, 45 minutes of your life with me means something to me. And I, and I hope it means something to you. And if we all took ownership of our moments, how much more enriching is life? Who, what are we like five minutes in? We already have graded great life. <laughs> and going with that, taking in the moment and feeling the meaning, you picked up everything in 2021 and left and now have been traveling. Tell yeah. me about how that journey happened. 
So interestingly enough, I'm a city kid. I grew up outside of DC. I've never had a pickup, never had a camper. This is all foreign to me, <laughs> but we had our kid. My wife, Andrew, and I had our kids young and um, th- we're going to be empty nesters. My youngest graduated in 2021. And we, my wife is kind of like, I need more in life. Like we've already done this life. What more? And she's big into this stuff. So she started watching YouTube and all this research and Next thing I know, I was like, well, if this is your dream, let's do it. Like, and I guess that's one thing I would share is like, this was never my dream, but being part of somebody else's dream, my wife's, I've enriched my life so much because I didn't even know most of this was possible. So we, yeah, we sold a a couple properties and we had a mixed martial arts gym in Colorado. We sold our business and now we travel the country in 224 square feet of just adventure. <laughs> Fantastic. And Jared, it was telling me before we hit record that you're currently in what is actually a, well, you, you share it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, the other, we like to have what we call home base. We travel nine months out of the year and then we have like a, the summertime, you know, highways and camping gets busy. So we kind of come off the road and we were fortunate enough. Our, our brother and sister-in-law have some property in Wyoming that we leased a little space and we, we have a, a container, a 40 foot shipping container that's built out into a two bedroom house that we come back to. That is just so, so fantastic. I had a guest named Elise Saunders who also shared how she, they made the decision, her and her husband to sell everything and live out of in this mobile life and just fascinating. And I know something that she harped on was the fear factor that she keeps hearing about from people, you know, every time that they hear the story, oh, I could never do it. That sounds so scary to like make that commitment to sell your things, to downsize, to not know where you're going to live the next day. Did you grapple with any of that when Andrea brought this up? You know, I, I love fear, right? And, and I would tell you that I love fear because if I'm afraid it means something good's about to happen, right? Was I'm going to learn something new? I'm trying something new. Uh, you know, like I, I've done scary things I feel in life. I was in the military. I fought in mixed martial arts. So I've gotten in the cage and took my shirt off in front of 5,000 people and gotten fist fights, which is about the scariest thing I think you can do. Um, so no, I, I think like I love, and that's why I try to teach my kids. is like, hey, if you're scared, Stop for a minute and think, what am I afraid of here? Am I afraid of somebody judging me? Am I afraid of what people will think if I don't make it? Or am I truly afraid because there's danger? And most of the time in our society, we're not afraid of actually danger, like a lion eating us. We're afraid of what's Kate going to think if I don't make it? What's mom and dad going to say if I come up short? So, yeah, I was scared. I never drove driven a trailer. I didn't know how to back trailers up. I I literally took my son's, uh, he was older, but he had some trucks still in his room. And I would practice like backing trailers in and out, watching YouTube videos. So yeah, we were afraid, but we're both like, okay, we're afraid. So that must mean we should do it. Okay. We're, I want to talk about the podcast too, but first one more question about yeah. your travels thus far. Stay on it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a favorite spot or experience or love moment it. so far? Yeah. I love it. I love that question. Here's my favorite spot. The next one we're going to. Great answer. <laughs> it's Great always, because here's what I'll tell you, Kate. Two things. One, there's so much to learn and experience that it blows my mind that like I thought I knew stuff. And then I go out and I'm like, I don't know nothing. Like I'm so absorbed with learning that I realized I didn't know anything. 
And then two, there are so many nice people in the world. We meet the most incredible people, whether they're out for a weekend, a summer season, or they're retired, they're working from the road, they sold everything and jumped in, whatever the case, they're running from life, they're finding life, whatever it is. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of amazing people we've met. And that's what I would share with the audience. If, if you're like, hey, is this lifestyle for me? And you're afraid, I will tell you that if something were to happen, there'd be so many people coming to help you in a moment's notice that you wouldn't have to stress over it. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. That's such a great, and again, great reminders, great reminders, like that we hear negative news all the time and we hear about all the bad, but yet there are so many amazing people out there like yourself, like the people you've interacted with. And now great segue, people that you brought onto the On Purpose podcast, your guests, they range it from all sorts of backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Share with us some of those like good news moments or inspiration that you've taken away from some of the guests. Um, yeah. And first off, I, when I created that show, I wanted a place where every story could be told. I don't care if you have blue check marks behind your name, you're a celebrity, you're because I'm as average as they get. And if people will listen to me, I'm like, okay, there's stories that need to be told out here and let's share them. Um, so I just love meeting people and learning about them and sharing their story. And I know that if, if we woke up today and we're like, hey, you're going to tell a story and it's going to keep one person from killing themselves somewhere around the world, or you're going to tell a story and it's going to inspire somebody to take one step towards their dream, we would all do it. But then we were like, well, it didn't get, it didn't get a thousand views or a hundred thousand views. So we're like, oh, it's not making a difference, but no, you go back. You said if one person would make a if it made a difference to one person, you do it. So let's do it. And that's literally how I started. I just started interviewing people and finding people. And one of my favorite people, of course, besides you, your episode hasn't aired yet. <laughs> but I told my family, I said, you got to listen to this one because there's some, some stuff at the end you'll find humorous. Um, yes. <laughs> and uh, Zach Mercurio is a guy that I go back to over and over. He's a, a PhD out of Colorado State University. So we were living in the same town, never met each other until I started a podcast. And he studies purpose for a living. Oh. And um, fantastic guy. I'll get you connected with him. But he told me something that, that just struck me like to my core. And that is you can not not matter to somebody right? It's impossible that you don't matter to somebody. And then I thought, man, everybody matters to somebody. And our job is to like share a message. So people go, wait a second, I'm down, I'm out, I'm sad. Oh, I matter to somebody. And I, and I, I can go back to that. Um, you know, and I had an episode that I did because I do some solo ones that I called uh, You Good. And that one really did well because it was getting past, uh, hey, Kate, how you doing? And Kate's like, I'm good. And we just pass because I'm so busy. But I know when you said you're good, you're not really good. Mm -hmm. So why don't I just take a moment and go, hey, Kate, what's really going on? And I share that, like, there were times in my life I wasn't good. And when I told you, Kate, I'm good. I was really, like, inside hoping you would ask me what's really going on. I wanted somebody to talk to, but I just didn't know how to say it. Right. So I, I want to bring awareness that, yes, people do great stuff. And there's all these there's podcasts and books and writings. And just asking people questions and listening and, and just being there is so 
it enriches me. And I feel like I learn more from any guest than I ever give them, which, you know, I, I try to give them something, but I always come, I feel like I'm learning. Um, and everybody can do it. Yeah. Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, I bring people on the show from all walks of life, from musicians to artists to school teachers to police officers to MMA fighters to actresses. And, and everybody has a story. And that's the whole point of my book and the podcast is that all stories are worth being told. But will you tell yours? Because here, here's, the, here's the truth. If I take all my stories to my grave, how did I make the world a better place? Mm-hmm. who did I impact? Right. But if I tell it and I share it and, and that's really what I've raised, we've raised our kids on is get out and live your life. And if you're afraid, go. And if you're worried about judgment, forget about it because they're so busy worrying about themselves being judged. They're not judging you anyhow. And if they are, who cares? I love it so much. And I feel that same when you said, you know, they're giving me so much more than I feel like I'm giving them absolutely agree with that. You know, from all the guests, every time I get to speak with somebody for Be the Good with Kate, I walk away just being completely lifted up, no matter how I felt before we clicked record and learning new things. And something that I'm sure you can comment on as well. I love to see how industries and people's backgrounds that when you read their bio, you're like, hmm, how will this tie in? Or how will this relate to the general population when it seems so specific or so foreign to a lot of people? And yet it does. You know, like someone, I have an architect coming up who at first I was like, okay, how will someone who's in, you know, X, Y, or Z industry relate to this? And yet hearing her talk, it's all of these ideas that completely encompass life in general. Um, and I'm sure you're seeing that with having so many different backgrounds on your show as well. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's, it's commonality. And, it, and I think what the beauty of podcasts are, especially for hosts like ourselves, mm-hmm. is you have time to listen. Ah. And so what if we lived our lives like we're on a podcast and we actually sat down and listened more than we talked? That's right. sage advice right there. Yes. And there are, there are some podcasts where the host talks so much and I'm like, wait a minute, just let the guest finish their thought. Right. And, and you probably don't listen to those very often, right? Like for me, if, if you come on my show, it's time to spotlight you. Like, this is your story. I want to learn. And I can't learn your story if I keep my cup full of my own story. I got to dump mine out and let you fill me. And, and I think that's one of the things about the travel and lifestyle and the intentionality behind it is when you meet people at a campsite or you meet them out in the forest, your, your paths are only crossing for a few minutes, maybe a week, maybe a month, however long you're there. So you get past a lot of the superficial small talk that, doesn't really let you know who people are. You, you got to decide quickly. Do I like these people or not? Am I going to share more time with them? Or are we moving on? And, and you have just such rich and deep conversations because one, you're not going to be around each other very long. And two, you're free of distractions because you're usually out in the middle of nowhere. So everybody's not rushing to the next thing. You have time to sit down and go, Kate, tell me about yourself. What's your story? And just listen. It's so great. And I just feel like hearing you say that, it just made me like slow down my breathing. It's just that (laughs) sense of, you know, like just taking that breath, taking that moment and 
like you said a while ago, to being in the moment. Now, you also mentioned that, right, it's not always good, right? There's, there, no. you don't always answer, are you okay with, I'm good and really mean it. So are there any mantras, sayings, quotes that you come back to in those times when things get harder? Um, yeah, I have a couple things that I love to do. One is a, uh, a poem by Matthew Arnold that was written in 1857. And the final verse that I, that I go to, I actually got off of Aubrey Marcus podcast and it says, but often in the world's most crowded streets, but often in a den of strife, there rises an unspeakable desire after the knowledge of our buried life. A thirst to spend our fire and restless force in tracking out our true original course, a longing to inquire into the mystery of this heart, which beats so wild, so deep in us to know whence our lives come and where they go. And I, I keep that right on my computer and I, I open up a lot of my leadership classes with that because that is somebody that in 1857, before he was dying, was saying, wait a second. My buried life, where did it go? I buried it under work. I buried it under relationships. I, I buried it. Where is my life? So that's something I go back to all the time to say, like, where is this? Is this my buried life today? Am I unburying my life? Am I living my life? And, and I'll tell you, here's, here's a kind of a funny story off that poem. When I read that in, in the fall of 2022, I was like, okay, what part of my life am I burying? Okay, what? Because I, I feel like I live a pretty good life, but I'm burying some. What is it? And I was like, wait a second. I love music. I love music. Why don't I play music? And I was like, huh. And I go, wait a second. In sixth grade, 12 year old Gerald was a complete butthead in class and got kicked out of music every day. And somewhere along the way, 12 year old Jared told 50 year old Jared, and every year in between, that I wasn't good at music. And I was like, I don't know if the teacher said I wasn't good at music or I just tell myself, but I never even tried. So for my 50th birthday, I got a ukulele and now I literally play music almost every single day and I'm not very good, but I love it. Right. And I, I think so like, that's something I like to go back to is, is to, to reexamine, am I living my life? And is today, if I look back on today, will I've said, man, that was a good day. Did I make people better? Did I live my life so that I'm not carrying all these regrets at the end of my life? So that poem is something I go back to. And it's, it's funny because I'll teach leadership classes to, you know, tougher people, like guy, guys and women in very tough industries are very macho on alpha. And, and I start it with a poem and I can see their faces like, oh man, what is this? And then I always break it back and say, it's about being present. Like, like if, if you bury this moment with me right now under all the things you got to do later tonight and tomorrow and next week and the stuff that happened yesterday, you're, you're burying this. And then we don't get to share this life together. And maybe our life sharing is a half hour podcast. Maybe it's a two week class. Maybe it's a hello as we walk past each other on the street. But if I practice being present in my moments, Man, life is so much rewarding and enriching. Yes. And something that I keep hearing from hearing you talk is the in between the lines that we need to take the time to let our mind go and to think about what brings us joy. You thought about music and then to take the time to go further 
say, well, why am I not doing it? How can I do it? What will make me feel joy now? And, and again, going with the connections with people of, of how can we create those connections? So again, they're just, I feel like you keep giving us so many needed reminders right here <laughs> in these last minutes. Yeah, I, I just love the opportunity to talk with you, Kay. And what I, I would tell people, especially you're about to be a mom. And, and here's one of the things I tell parents all the time. Don't expect your kids to be doing things you're not doing. Mm -hmm. So what do I mean by that? If I sit back and I take no risk in my life, I don't push myself, but I tell my son, hey, Trey, go try a new sport. Don't worry about failing. It happens to all of us. Or, hey, Taya, you go do this. I tell my girls to go do stuff, but they never see me take risk. Well, now, now I'm hoping that somebody else is going to show them. Right. And one thing I think if you talk to my kids, they will tell you is like my dad's not afraid of a whole lot and they live their lives pushing the envelope and just being free to who they want to be because we model it for them. Right. And, and if you're not a parent, don't worry about it. live your life, because guess what? Your coworkers watching, maybe your siblings watching. And if you start to live and you go, wait a second, you never used to play music and now you're playing music. What about what should I do? Maybe it gets contagious, right? Because yeah. everybody wants to be around people that are living life to the fullest. Sometimes we just need a little nudge or a reminder to say, hey, you're getting too comfortable, Jared. You haven't done nothing new in a while. Get out there and try something. And that's, man, if I could just tell that to people, like just get out, maybe find something to start it tomorrow. What is it we haven't been doing that we know we should be, that we dream about every night? Let's do it. And that's like the heart too of how we can make a difference while first making a difference in ourselves too. For sure. Right? You're finding joy in yourself and you know that people around you are finding that too. You're taking risks. They see it too. They feed off of that. And we never know, or at least we don't often know just who is being affected by what we're doing and who is watching us. You know, right. that person that you met for five minutes, you may have had the biggest life impact on that person. But if you never see them again, you'll have no idea, but they will. They'll always take that with them. Which is, is exactly why I wrote the book I wrote. Right. And I wrote it probably three years ago. And there were people that made a difference in my life, but I wasn't mature enough. I wasn't worldly enough to say thank you at the time. Right. Like particularly a guy named Bruce in there. And it's a great chapter. And he's a he was a volunteer at a youth center that took a risk on a 12 year old Jared when he had nothing to gain from me. But he changed the trajectory of my life just by investing in me. And I never said thanks. I didn't know his last name. So I was like, OK, how can I repay this? And how can I awaken other people to repay the people around him and make it great? I was like, I'll write a book and I'll talk about him on all the podcasts. And hopefully somewhere Bruce is like. I remember that angry little kid and look what he turned out to be. And he knows he would know, like, I remember that angry kid and look what he's become. Right. And, and one of the things that always drove me is like, Kate, I, I shouldn't wait to say what an amazing host you were. And thank you for sharing your life and your time with me and say that at the funeral, which is what we tend to do. Right. We don't, we don't say this every day. We wait and then we go to the funeral and they're gone and we tell everybody else, well, how great they were, but why didn't we tell them? And that's what I'm saying. Let's tell each other now. Kate, I appreciate you. I, I, I value your time. And, and that was really the premise of writing the book was to get out all the people that I could think of at that time to impact me and say thank you and to share their stories and get other people to reflect. Oh, wait a second. There's somebody that did something like this in my life. Maybe I should go say thanks before it's too late. Jared, that is absolutely awesome. 
And please tell us how we can find your book and follow you online and also follow specifically the also the adventures of you and your wife. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The travel stuff is alternateroads.com and primarily Instagram at alternate roads. Um, so you'll see we added a new family member. We adopted a little golden doodle named Mr. Otis. So he's filling our feed right now. And then uh, just you can follow me at the On Purpose Podcast on Instagram, um, the onpurposepodcast.com. And I'd love to hear from you and, and connect more. And the book is on Amazon, Extraordinary People in Ordinary Places. Um, we just did the audio version last fall, which is kind of fun to share, to be able to just tell the stories kind of a little more free flow than the book allows. And did you do the voiceover for the audiobook? I did. I think oh, it's important that they hear that the author. Yes. Yes. I'm so happy you did. It really adds a whole other level to listening to a book when it's from the author, especially a story that involves you in it and your personal experiences. Right. Yeah. I had so much fun. I will tell you it was difficult, right? Cause they have so many rules on like the audio levels and background noises and um, but it was a labor of love. And, and I just love, like I told you at the very beginning, like knowing that, we can make the world a little better through one story, through one kind smile, one hello, one greeting. And then being that person, if somebody's not good in your circle, they know they can count on you to continue to show up and check in with them. I think it's huge. Jared, just one thing after the other that I want to like put on repeat here for <laughs> everyone. I appreciate you and what you are doing and in all of these ways. And like we already said, you just, you don't even know the amount of people you're affecting too, because you don't necessarily get to see them again, or not every listener of your podcast writes to you. So you're doing so many things. So thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me on, Kate. In taking classes over the years or observing workout videos, one major piece that is often missing, stressing safety and form. Additionally, group fitness classes are often marketed as being open to all levels, yet how often do instructors not give modifications nor progressions so that each participant truly can get what he or she needs out of the class? So that's why I created the 101 series, which take things back to basics with three separate courses, Bar 101, Pilates 101, and Hit 101, focusing on safety and efficiency so you can maximize your workouts, be confident when you step into a group fitness class or workout on your own, be strong in your execution of the most common exercises, and be proud of yourself for taking these huge steps forward on your health journey. Check it out at bebykate.com. The link is in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to Be The Good with Kate Cherichello. Whether you're listening on YouTube or via podcast, it would mean the world if you liked, subscribed, and or left a review. You heard about the good? Now go out and be the good in your life this week. If you have stories of good news that need to be shared, please send me a message. Thanks again and have a great week.